you fucking crazy? Yes, and fiercely proud of it. Hello, you're on the air. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. You can't say that on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Hello, you're on the air. H-W-A-R-A-D-I-O. Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to HWA Radio, back here for episode number 17. Can't believe we've gone this far, but uh, we have. And uh, joining me, as always, is good old CR. Always a pleasure to be here, Keys. And uh, we've got some uh, we got some power ranking switches. A lot of activity in the in the past or the uh, this past week here. A lot of uh, p- people coming in. Uh, a lot of ones going out, and some people changing position. Why don't we go ahead and start off with that? Well, yeah, let's look at the ratings. It looks like the uh, the board of directors is uh, putting a high uh, emphasis on the uh, men that have wrestled and won as of late. So uh, let's take a look. We have number one Katungi, of course, our reigning uh, world champion, who will be going into the uh, pay per view uh, defending his title. Right. Number two. <laughs> he he just won't go away. He's like a bad he's like a, a bad case of hemorrhoids or poison ivy. It just won't go away. That's sick rubber duck. The inner horseman champion number two. Well, that's maybe uh, that, 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 that new meaning gives new meaning to the uh, doing a number two, uh, dropping a deuce. So to there speak. you go. Uh, coming at number three after his big uh, victory, uh, Sabu, who uh, now we head into the pay per view to defend that television title. Yeah, we'll be talking uh, about him f- later today. That is correct. Number four, the corporal punishment moves up one spot. Uh, number five, the snowman moving up one spot number six spooge that's as much as i'm going to draw that out (laughs) uh he he has moved up two from eight to six and nigel zark moving up to seven from number nine and uh the the, the bottom three are all new uh new entries (laughs) pardon me the dinner's talking back (laughs) you got steaks on the grill i take it yeah, we have some steaks, uh, some uh, baked potatoes, and a little bit of bro- uh, broccoli. It's really getting that'll, that'll be Gina. We dealing with that tomorrow. I tell you that much. But anyway, uh, number eight, Fuzz Pigman uh, breaks in there with his uh, big uh, victory in the first blood match. Uh, number nine, Crow Magnum, who uh, had the, the big victory against Mister Q, and number ten, the Goldfather. Goldfather, uh, we haven't seen him in a while. He, he comes in at number ten after his uh, uh, his victory in the uh, three strikes tournament. Of course, falling out of the top ten were Nico Inoki, Mister Q, and El Loco. The loco just uh, getting bumped for, uh, for yeah, other I guess guys coming just, in. Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't been around for a while. Like he hasn't wrestled, so I guess you know, like we said, they they like to see the men wrestle and to see who wins. So a little bit of a shakeup uh, heading into next week. So the women's power rankings, of course, uh, they will remain unchanged. BT Goss successfully defending her title against uh, Katie Bang. She says number one, Misty Furberger, the women's national champion and uh, the the uh, beneficiary of the Admiral's uh, visionary Furberger franchise, <laughs> uh, coming in. Yep, we're going to have to fix that. What the hell just happened? We're good for that once a week, I swear. <laughs> I don't know. Something's been going on. Something, I'm telling you, ever since I moved to this new ranch here, I guess my rece- I'm going to have to get Verizon or someone to put a new goddamn tower in somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Gene, you're not messing with anything over there, are you? I don't know what the hell he's doing. Anyway, as I was saying, number three, Morning Glory Hole, uh, four, Mosh Pit Margo, and five, Masato Mayhem, the top three contenders, uh, have not changed. Okay. And uh, now let's go ahead and talk about this. Well, it's... This uh, three strikes tournament, as we're calling it, I guess it was called the losers tournament for a little while. We wanted to do that, but uh, let's go ahead and pre- pre- preface this. I say preface, okay, fine. Uh, sue me. Uh, but then we're going to follow a recap of what's going on at the front office here. Now, Pedro X has been fed up with just a variety of opinions other people have had. There's some people saying he's senile. Uh, some people saying maybe he's a cream puff. And uh, in return, he started really throwing his weight around uh, in, in the uh, front office there. Case in point, the three strikes tournament. Uh, CR, can you give us a breakdown of uh, how this tournament operates? Well, it's it's quite simple. I don't know. It's a brainchild of Pedro. I really don't know what he's trying to accomplish here, but well, I guess it's a three tracks tournament. Uh, they each uh, the original uh, four manager stables uh, had to. Now again, I don't know if, if 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 the managers put these men in or if Pedro handpicked them. I don't. I haven't heard how it, the, the the eight men came to be. I had a handwritten uh, note, and it di- it did look uh, suspiciously like Pedro's handwriting. A little kind of shaky. <laughs> a little, a little bit of that. Uh, whatever they happens to old people, they start to tremble a little bit. But uh, yeah, that was that was kind of telltale there that that did come from him. So, uh, so we have the eight men that have been entered into this tournament, and it's it's kind of the opposite of a normal tournament. You see, the loser of each match moves on, and uh, the way it's going to finish up is uh, once we get to the uh, the finals of this tournament, it'll be uh, the men that have I guess lost the most matches will face each other, and the loser of that match at the uh, pay per view will be fired. So we'll be losing his job. So three strikes. We got the the first strike in the first round from eight to four. Second strike in the second round from four to two, and then yeah, the the, the third strike you, you gets him out. So yeah, so that's uh, 
that's pretty much how this this system's at. I've never seen anything like this before. So, well, you see, you see some, you see some of the names on this list, and you're you're kind of flabbergasted. I, I, I don't know why the corporal would be in this tournament. Uh, you know, one of the one of the newer wrestlers. I don't know why uh, Crow Magnon and Mr. Q were put into this position. I, I don't know what Pedro's thinking. You know, after I'm not going to say anything, to piss him off because you know apparently I'm on his shit list to begin with. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you, uh, obviously, you wouldn't see mom, names. Mom's like, the word for me. I'll tell you that much. You wouldn't see names like Katonga or even the Rubber Duck or anybody like that going on because uh, those guys are whole title holders and they're the they put the butts in seats. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Corporal though, that that that's a surprise. Snowman wasn't on there. Let's see uh, who else is. Uh, up top here, Crow. Well, Crow, yeah, he's obviously just just popped in, but yeah, I mean, his his rhyme and reason are, are just anybody's guess here. And uh, we'll talk about the first match here, Crow Magnet, Mister Q. They they matched up, and uh, it was a good matchup all around. I think uh, we we saw some shenanigans from both sides. Actually, you had Keys, of course, up on the apron several times. Uh, one time, well, at least one time, cost him Mister Q a pin opportunity, and then Mister Q uh, trying the old the old rope assisted pin, which has worked very well uh, for other wrestlers. But this time, he had that that hairy little fire plug, as I call him, uh, just shoving him right off. And uh, but generally speaking, in this match, there was very little honor. I, I I don't know if it's the desperation of uh, the possibility of getting fired, but uh, these guys were just not paying attention to the rules at all. Well, let's look who was involved in this match, Crow Magnet and Mr. Q. Uh, Mr. Q, uh, you know, he's he's uh, managed by the megalomaniac, of course, and uh, there's no yeah. no honor among those thieves, I can tell you that much. But, I, you know, I think you're right. That, that What it is is uh, it's desperation. You don't want to lose these matches. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody wants to be fired once that you know wants to lose that contract, and then you got no money coming in. But uh, I don't know. I, again, I don't. I just know what Pedro's thinking about this. I, I I don't think anybody's really questioning his authority. I think there's just been. Well, I'm not saying anything. I, again, well, as far as I'm concerned, if anything comes about Pedro, old CR says no comment. <laughs> we know Pedro has absolute power, so I mean he could fire any of these guys anytime he wants to. Uh, I don't know if he's, he's doing this tournament for, to placate himself or to just put uh, you know, like I say, put more butts in seats uh, and have a have a little controversy going on. But regardless, he he's he's in charge, and uh, for this match at least, well, I mean for this match it came down, like I said, it was a good battle. It came it came down to signature moves because I, I recall if I recall correctly, uh, Crow was able to get the more off, off more Dino drops. He had the Stone Agers. Uh, then Q had his uh, the Bald Eagle backbreakers, the F five ringers. Uh, just uh, more of an effort on his part. So here we have Crow keeping his job, and uh, just uncertainty comes into play for Mister Q and the West Coast Alliance. Uh, if you're Aaron, uh, you, you're, you're the very first one to get a loss in this in this uh, odd, a very odd tournament. Uh, how do you how do you how do you handle that? How do you move forward? Well, you got to win your next match. You know, uh, Mister Q is going to have another shot at. Uh the three strikes and hopefully uh, he'll pick up the spare, so to speak, in the next <laughs> match. But a uh, little bit of bowling humor there, you know. <laughs> Haven't used that old bowling shoe ugly term lately, you know. Uh, pull that one out of the well, out of the fire or whatever, you know. But you could talk uh, about the uh, Bufu's outfit that way. <laughs> well, yeah, it is bowling shoe ugly, and I think I made that comment at one time or another, but uh yeah, I think uh, going forward, uh I would look for uh the megalomaniac uh, Aaron Varhul to be very active in the next match uh that Mr. Q is in to do everything he can to keep his man uh employed. Because uh, I forget, you know, uh, the, the more guys you have in your stable, you're getting, uh, I think all the managers, except for Chaz, because he doesn't need the money, but all the managers, they get a little cut of their, uh, you know, whoever the guy is, it's they're under contract to them, so to speak. So we all know the how Aaron, he, he needs the money, for God's sake. I mean, for, if anything, to buy a new wardrobe, for God's sake. He's been wearing the same stinky <laughs> t-shirt and tennis shoes for the last two years. I mean, Jesus Christ, get the man something new to wear, will you? <laughs> yeah, you might want to switch I it hope up. He's not, I hope he's not wearing the same goddamn underwear, but you never know with him. <laughs> I think anyway, the- so, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, Hey, Crow, he's one and done. He's his job secure, but uh, Mr. Q going to have to win that next match. Yeah, you have to. to uh, he needs to play to his strengths, I think, because we didn't see a whole lot of uh, old fashioned wrestling, and that, that's where he really he shines. So uh, maybe we'll see a little more of that later on. But uh, we had the other one, the next, uh, well, there's, there's four, there's four matchups. We do two this past week. We have two coming up this week. And the second match for this past Friday was Nico Inoki versus the Goldfather. Now it's uh, Nico Inoki and the Goldfather. Now, you have the Goldfather. He's been around much longer. He's been around since the start, basically. And you think, I mean, he'd be that much closer to retirement, but it was very clear in this match that if, if he has to go, if he has to retire, there's just no way he would want to have his career end this way. That would just be a kick in the teeth, I think. Well, yeah, you don't want to lose a, a lose, you know, a three strikes, as I refer to it, the loser's tournament, because let's face it, the guy that gets fired is, it's like the, 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 uh, the weight loss show, the biggest loser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it means you've lost three matches in a row. That's not a good streak to be on, but, uh. Yeah, the Goldfather, he's been around for a while. You know, we talked that uh, 
you know, he's held a, uh, multiple titles during his uh, his tenure here. Uh, when we were picking this match, I actually picked the Goldfather. I, I went with the experience over the uh, the newcomer. Yes. And again, Nico Inoki, a relative newcomer. I, I, why why is he in this tournament? Uh, why he had, he's barely had a chance to make a name for himself, and he could be finding himself unemployed. So I don't think he wants to take it to get a one way ticket back to uh, Fiji for that matter. I'll tell you that much. But uh, the girls out there are nice to go home to. But uh, yeah, you don't want your career to end that way. I mean, the HWA, this is, it's, it's the height. It's, it's way above anything else out there in wrestling. So, uh, Nico Noki getting in here, he definitely wants to hang around for a while. Well, I guess he can always make some money on the independent circuit, but then you got to do kind of thumbtack matches and all those crazy things out there. And Jesus, hey, he don't pay you enough to do that crap. <laughs> thumbtack matches, barbed wire, flaming two by fours and shit. Yeah. We don't get into that too much here. Uh, maybe, th- maybe next year we'll have to see what happens with the, uh, the new, new, uh, well, I don't want to break, th- break the illusion, but, uh, let's go ahead and uh, see as, as we seem to be doing each week, we have, we have remarks about the officiating, uh, granted, I mean, we're going to get into this later, but granted uh, there, this, there was much worse that happened on Friday night, but let's just go ahead and examine the, the pin counting on several occasions. First, uh, it was very close, uh, very close to call, uh, in real time, uh, after review, Nico could have, uh, could have had an early win there, but shortly after that, you had Jimmy Fogg singling a two count before Goldfather even started kicking out. And that's just got to eat away at a wrestler at the very least distracting you from your goal. It has to, it has to make it that much harder to focus when you know the referee is just trying to screw you at every turn. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, I think it certainly frustrated Nico early on. As you said, he could have had a a quick win and been done with this, but uh, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions here on, on Jimmy Fong. You know, when he came in, he came in with a pretty stellar uh, reputation. He did. Uh, and, And from what I've seen thus far, uh, this just isn't the same man that I'm familiar with, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, uh, those kickouts, maybe he's stopping the count because he's seeing that, that that shoulder. Before we can see the kick out, he's seeing that shoulder pull away from the mat. That, that's the only thing I can think. Uh, yeah, there are some angles and, and that are easier to see than others, you know, agreeing with that. And, 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 and that might be why he's stopping the count, you know, because that sh- you don't have to kick out. If, if that shoulder just comes up a little bit, and that, I mean, that's why he's breaking the count. I have no idea what's going on with this man, but certainly it has to make it hard to focus, uh, you know, especially uh, – We've seen Nico uh, before. He seems sometimes to lose that focus during the match. And uh, I'm not going to say it's it's a matter of immaturity. Uh, it could be inexperience. I think sometimes he lets the little things get to him and he's easily flustered. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about what happens at the end of this match uh, after this next talking point. But I think it certainly had an effect on him early. I think he felt he had that match won. And the frustration level uh, just grew from there. There was seemed to be an overconfidence uh, when I was watching him because there was one thing I noticed about this. Uh, he seems to be going through some kind of changes. Maybe he's getting a, a better attitude, or not a better attitude, a worse attitude, but uh, uh, more confidence, perhaps a little overconfidence. The ego sorts of swell. Uh, starts to swell, and it's not in a good way. Uh, it's just uh, several times you see him showing off, for, for example, kneeling on the Godfather for the pin. And then, well, let's talk about that. I mean, this this is untypical for a guy who's trying to find his way in a new new federation here, and uh, you just that's just showing off. That's that, that's glamour wrestling right there. Well, you know, Nico, being like I said, we talk about how he's a relative newcomer here, and 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 how you know he was kind of discovered by Chaz on one of his, you know people don't realize this. Uh, you know, Chaz Segner Enterprises. Not only does he have his vast personal financial you know empires and businesses, but he really puts a lot of time into the HWA. Uh, he, he, he does a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, with the front office and he does a lot of scouting and this man, he has an eye for talent. He's brought in some, you know, look at Katungi, one of his newest wrestlers has been a world champion now for a while. And, and I think Nico, I don't know if he's trying to impress Chaz with, with this showboating. I don't know if he's trying to say, Hey, you know what? I got my, I got some confidence. I feel like I belong now. I really don't know what this is. Uh, but, yeah, it's 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 certainly. Let's let's face it. You know, Chaz Segner and and, and the, that whole stable, they've got a little bit of a tinge of arrogance to them to begin with. Mm-hmm. And and I think you know, let's face it. If you're out there, anytime you're in this business, you have to have some kind of arrogance. You have to have some kind of confidence because, you know, it's a dog eat dog uh, business, and you always want to be that top guy. You want to be the main event guy. You want to be in those matches. And and I think Nico's just trying to say, hey, I'm ready to take it to the next level. And of course, well. It didn't happen in this match, but that's the only thing I can think of. He's just maybe just, just trying to do it for Chaz's benefit and, and show him that, hey, I've, I've got the con- – Chaz has confidence in Nico. and make it, he, Nico's trying to say, hey, you know what? I, I'm accepting your confidence, and I have confidence in myself. I can see where you're going with that because uh, I'm thinking about, like, uh, you can have a good wrestler. You can have a wrestler that has a totally undefeated record, but if he doesn't have at least a little arrogance or style or charm or whatever it happens to be, good or bad – 
uh, it's it's just boring to watch. And you got a guy like this who can uh, end up having a, a, a subpar record, but as long as he's showing off. It's just it's just more fun to watch, and uh, yeah, it's it's part of the entertainment there for Nico. I can see that. Well, it it, it kind of reminds me of uh, of Vic Vulgar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, old old vivacious Vic. I mean, you know, he he's very full of himself. Uh, you know, he comes down to the ring. He's got a a uh, a, a perfect ten, if you will, on his arm, escorting him to ringside. He shows off for her during these matches. Hasn't had a whole lot of success to have that cockiness, but you know. Whether he wins or loses, he doesn't lose that cockiness. He still has that that air of air of uh, superiority to to him, and, and I think uh, Nico might be picking up on this. Yep, a lot of wrestlers do have that have that attitude, and uh, some are dead serious. You got like a corporal punishment there, who's just all business comes up, beats the hell out of people, and then you got uh, people who want to put on a show. Like Boo- Boofu comes up, Boofu, Boofu comes to mind. That's uh, right, Boofu, 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 and uh, he'll be uh, he'll have his chance next week too. But uh, to, to to wrap up this match, of course, in the end, you had uh, I wouldn't say he took a page out of the West Coast Alliance's book. We've seen a bunch of different wrestlers from a bunch of different organizations do it, uh, but just coming in there and clocking the ref in the particular case i think it was kind of warranted after the bad officiating but still provided he still has a job after hell of a hell, uh, after hell of blue uh, what would the history of cse lead you to believe is going to happen for him within the organization like what's what, what's chaz going to do to try to cur- either curb this or encourage it i i, I don't know what's uh, what's go- what goes on backstage there chaz Sanger enterprises is about one thing they, they, they want to be successful which i'm not saying that the, the other managers don't but i mean it, you know it just consumes chaz we we i mean We've been around him enough that we know that that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about he, he prides himself on being the manor, manager of champions. You know, if you saw my post uh, I put on Facebook, you know, it was it was a, a, a you know disgusting display and it was poor sportsmanship. But again, a little piece of me felt like you felt, you know, you had this coming, Jimmy. Yeah. You, you, you might have screwed the guy out of his, his, his livelihood with that crappy, you know, if it was a bad three count. And I think it was just, uh, you know, the, you look at last week, uh, or was it last week or the week before when, uh, if you incorporated wrestle, Nico did not look good in that tag match. He loses this match. Maybe it's just some frustration boiling over. Uh, I'm sure Chaz had a talk with him. I'm sure it was just some, you know, the frustration boiling over and, and maybe the impetuous, uh, impetuousness of youth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly hope, I don't want to see this uh, become a, a standard operating procedure for the west for i'm sorry we almost said the west coast alliance those dirt bags <laughs> it <but> already is <laughs> yeah for you know it's funny because you have the west coast alliance who would you know th- they lose they clock a referee you have the ass clown coven who they lose they try to attack their opponent after the bell and they get their asses handed to them <laughs> and now you know you got, you got uh, a member of cse attacking a referee you know what i said before just you know what move on you got pinned look forward to your next match right. don't 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 dwell on the past look to the future right now, <clears> that we're not done talking about him yet. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're going to move on right now to this uh, this next women's championship. Now, a three strikes tournament, first round. Yeah, you get the, the ref might get a little out of hand. It's, it's kind of a big deal, but and not so much. This is talking about the, the top prize for the women in the HWA. This is the women's championship. You had Katie Bang going up against BT Goth. Now, we come to this. We, I've dubbed it the Baltimore screw job. There's really no better way to put it than that. Uh, if there was ever a reason to terminate Jimmy Fung's contract, this this match had to define it. But uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, let, let's talk about Katie Bang. Now, very impressive effort. Uh, I've seen her. There was a lot of problems she was having. Uh, it landed moves wrong, uh, missed timings and things like that. But going into this match, I, it, she seems to have worked things out. Uh, she was uh, just, like I say, very impressive this, for this match. Oh, extremely impressive. I was watching this match, and uh, you know, I felt she was going to win. Uh, she completely dominated the first uh, five minutes of this match, mm-hmm. and I truly believe that uh, the, the BT Goth was in trouble. And uh, you know, she managed to you know move ahead that she bore that victory. But uh, certainly, and you know, Katie showed why she's one of the best uh, female wrestlers that we have. Uh, well, I, you, know, I, you know what? I don't even want to get. I, I'm not going to say that she's one of the best wrestlers we have. I'm not going to qualify by saying female. She's in the female division, of course. But right. she goes back to to uh, one of the originals along with uh, Morning Glory, who, who I think is. She's the champion without a belt, if you ask me, because that, I think she, she is, I truly believe in my, in my heart that she is uh, head and shoulders above uh, the women's division. And, and I think she is one of the uh, most accomplished wrestlers, period, that we have. And, and in this match, Katie Bang was on par with that level. 
and, and she looked extremely good. Like I said, those first five minutes, she was a house of fire, and I, I, th- I, re- I truly thought we were going to have a title change. Yep, the, the aerial maneuvers, for one, though, she, she would uh, she'd go for a pin, the, the, the pin would she'd kick out or whatever, and we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, do split second later, right up back on the, on the rope again. There's a dynamite DDT. Here's a uh, Rocket's Red Glare. They're just, just flying everything at her, and uh, yeah, just aerially, uh, she's definitely one of the best here. Uh, allowing for the uh, the flying fuck, of course, by Morning Glory Hole. But yeah, let's go ahead and cover these violations, as I'm calling them. Uh, signaling before the two count, there was a lot of that going on tonight. Uh, the first one was kind of close. It, just, it was like, eh, you know what? I don't. That's not too good there. Uh, but the the second one, uh, this one wasn't close at all. Uh, flagrant, I think, would be the best term for describing it. But uh, taking a moment, let's talk about the other side. We talked about you know you're getting screwed by the referee, but going to the other side of that. What kind of mindset does BT have at this point? Because it's obvious. I don't know if he's paid somebody, if if he's been paid to go against her uh, or against Katie Banger to go for BT, but whatever it is. Uh, like I say, a win's a win. But when you gain a win from a lopsided officiating, how does a wrestler feel walking away from that, especially in a title situation? Does it sour the victory? It's hard to tell. I mean, obviously, you're going to have the, these things happen. And, and I think every, every wrestler has dealt with it where they've been unhappy with the officiating. And, and there's always, you know, somebody's going to end up on the short end of the stick. And I think if you're the champion, you're, you're and I can't speak for BT Goth. I can know I can probably speak for Hollywood Joe, that, that, that uh, goofball <laughs> better, better her than me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So does it sour the victory in the champion's eyes? Probably not to us watching. Maybe it's not, it's not as impressive victory as, as the champion feels that it is because we saw what happened. We saw that obviously there's no doubt that the officiating, had a a huge part in this and you know i we talked before i, I you know when, when we announced that jimmy fong was in and, and i gave you his background uh, you know the man is a successful business owner and we laugh about you know laundry in a chinese restaurant it, it, it's funny but you know what the man is a successful business owner he's made, made a lot of money in that business and he was a very respected official i, I saw him uh, official many matches or officiate i'm sorry many matches uh, over the years and i felt that uh, his his uh, integrity was uh unblemished and uh i really don't know what's going on here but does it sour the victory maybe not so much for the for, for the champion walking out with a title but for for obviously the, the, for katie bang she's got a bad taste in her mouth mm-hmm. and it's not because she spent time in bill clinton's office <laughs> uh good god <laughs> and, and from a fan's perspective maybe you know the, the the win doesn't get as much as respect as it should which is a shame because the champion defended Give the champion props. Right. So, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's how I feel about that. Right. Well, despite Katie's fantastic efforts, there just didn't seem to be a way she could win. I, I don't know if Fong's getting paid off, like I say, <laughs> to go one way or the other. And I'm starting to think that HWA refs are just the greatest officiating money can buy. But it's sickening. It really is. Uh, we have to be – we've got to do something on this. Can we, get, can we get Saul on the line for this? All right, can we uh, got his number there? Okay, yeah, let's let's call Saul. Let's see if there's uh, something, uh, any progress on this. Uh, on the uh, sorry, <laughs> getting a little feedback here from the studio next door. <laughs> but uh, let's get. Can we get? Oh, there we go. Yeah, let's uh, talk to Saul here. See if see if something can be done. Because it's it's getting out of hand here, really. Yes, yes. Hello, this this is Saul speaking. Hi, Saul. It's Keys and uh, Ch- uh, Cr from the you know, HWA oh. Radio. And, uh, hello, hello. Hey, uh, we were talking about the Masato. What are you doing? I'm trying to work here. <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> Masato. I'm Pex- sorry. Who is this? This, this is Saul. Who's calling? Uh, this is Keys and uh, Cr from HWA oh, Radio. Oh, Mr. Keys, it's so nice to talk to you. How are you doing today? <laughs> Pretty good here. Uh, we've been talking about this Jimmy Fong, and I know you you were trying to make some headway. Masato, on- it's Mr. Keys on the phone. Just keep your pants on, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Keep those spandex shorts on. Uh, I like it that way. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's it, I've, I've been working a lot of late nights, and she came to visit me tonight. And you know, she's a little bit frisky. But well, she, I'm sorry. What can I do? I'm getting off the subject. What can I do? <laughs> we wanted to know what uh, was going on with Jimmy Fong. Have we made any headway on trying to get this guy? Uh, it's obvious he's not improving any, especially after this last week. It's just it's it's a blatant abuse of power. And uh, have we gotten anywhere with that? Well, I can tell you that uh, uh, there has been an official uh, notice of inquiry uh, filed um, by by several members of the HWA, and of course, it's a, it's a confidential sealed document, so I can't say who who filed it. Okay. Uh, and it has it has gone to Pedro, and it has gone to the board of directors. Uh, all of them get a copy, um, and 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 we'll have to wait and see what happens with this. But I I, I can't tell you that after we, you know, we last spoke. Uh, 
Mr. Segner, he, 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 you know, CSC really hasn't been, he was very angry about what happened with Nico. Mm-hmm. And, and, and after that happened, he, he put a couple, a couple of his investigators, Mr. Moose and Mr. Rocco, and they was, <laughs> they was looking into things. And, 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 and apparently they find something very interesting uh, about Jimmy Fong, but I don't know if this can be used, but, but, and I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions and I don't want to make any accusations and, and open us up for perhaps a slander or a libel lawsuit. But, but, but I will say that, that, that Mr. Moose and Mr. Rocco did find out. That, that as of late with, with with pandemic with other things that that, that that Jimmy Fong's businesses both both the the laundry and the the, the Chinese restaurants that they've been losing a lot of money oh. and, and apparent apparently he had to borrow a large sum of money for, from an individual and, and it turns out the individual he borrowed that money from was was none other than, none other than that, that that crazy Mr. Fugu oh he, he borrowed money from Mr. Fugu so so I don't know there could be something going on could be some kind of collusion I, I can't say whether there is or not uh, Mr. Moose and Rocco they're going to dig deeper into this so to speak in, in fact they broke I mean they were talking to a couple guys and and they're trying to get some answers um we, you know but, but the guy was in the hospital after but, but we, we can't go there but anyway so, <laughs> I so really it's it's, it's going to come down to, to whatever the board and pedro uh, decide uh, if there is enough evidence to, to prove gross negligence and incompetence um uh, so there is a good chance that he may be he may even be let go before hella blue he, I, I know he has a meeting with pedro uh in the coming weeks and, and uh, this week show that, that jimmy fong that 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 I'll tell you what, you know, we, we got this, can you, can you believe we got this street, the three strikes tournament? What kind of thing is this? Somebody's going to get fired. Oh my God. Lose their <laughs> money. I, I and, and corporal punish. Oh my God. Could you see if corporal punishment got fired? He'd probably kill Jimmy Fong. <laughs> he'd, 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 he'd take a grenade launcher and shove it right up his ass is what he would do. Um, he's crazy. I'm telling you, hey, you talk about an un- unlucky seven, it would be, it would be un- unlucky, unlucky 14. That's his boot to be put up his ass is what he would do, but, you know? So, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I can tell you that, that paperwork has been filed, and, and we have have the investigators have found something that could 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 prove uh, some kind of collusion. All right, some uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing that. Uh, now this week, of course, he's going to be locked in. He'll be officiating again. Uh, we'll have to see where he goes from there. But uh, thanks for thanks for uh, keeping us up to date there, Saul. And uh, yeah, now you can go have fun with, with Masato. Well, 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 thanks for calling and, and, and tell, tell CR that I, I said hello. And, and yeah, I'm going to get out to Montana one of these days because Masato, actually, she likes to fly fishing. Do you believe that? What kind <laughs> of girl likes fly fishing? But but she said, you know, something about a river runs through it. And I, I thought she peed herself or something. But, you know, <laughs> but she's over there. And I got I got all I got to do is put this pa- these papers away. And then we're going to we're going to go to a lovely dinner. We're going we're gonna to go get some. She likes Italian. I guess the Chinese and noodles. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to go to some Italian and then, and then, you know, we got that new furniture last week. We're going to break. Oh my God. We got a big old king size water bed. We're going to break in and she's, Oh my God. I don't know if I'm it. up to it. Just try not to burst that balloon there. <laughs> so, oh my God. Could you see what happened? My neighbors below me, they'd be flooded for Christ's sake. If that thing broke. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, well, nice talking to you. Mazel tov. And I'm going to see you later. All right. We'll talk to you soon there. We'll uh, talk to you later, probably next week. So, all right. Goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> so we got the CR back. Well, I'll tell you what, that oh. man's just a, a bundle of energy for Christ. I don't know. He's got his hands full with that woman. I, You know what? That's, I, I don't even want to get a mental picture of that. I really don't. What, what's Saul? About 5'8", weighs about a buck 55, and Masato's, uh, Christ, I don't know, 6'8", and weighs 2'8". I don't know. Jesus, I just don't want to think about that. I mean, you see that in the water? Saul will probably, it'll be like a wave pool. He'll get launched out of there. <laughs> yes, it would be. And, uh, and if it bursts, it's going to be like a water slide that'll be going down the front steps. <laughs> oh, so, thank God I don't live below those two. Can you uh, imagine the noises coming from that apartment? Jesus. How, how does she even fit in a king size bed? She's got to be like the hypotenuse. She's got to go like diagonally on there to be able to put her whole body I, on I, there. I, well, you know, maybe he puts her on her knees and gets behind her. He has to climb a ladder. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that, that takes care of that situation. And uh, I guess with that, we got, uh, we're going to be moving on here to the next match. Well, I'll tell you what, I, things prime. It sounds pretty bad for old Jimmy Fong there. Uh, I can tell you, Mister Fugu is not one. You you want to get to him for uh, for some money because uh, this is just a bad situation. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I hope that's not what happens. I don't want to say a whole lot from what I've heard about him, but the the term Asian and the term mafia kind of got a little close together in a sentence there somewhere. And uh, I, well, I, I, I will tell you this: that uh, uh, the last man that that owed Mister Fugu money and didn't pay up, I think he lost a couple fingers and. Uh, Oh, I don't want to think about that for poor Jimmy Fong. I, end up how would he fold those shirts with no fingers? I don't know. That would end up with uh, Jimmy Fong having finger food at those Chinese restaurants, I think. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. disgusting. <laughs> well, speaking finger of- Finger sandwiches all around. 
Speaking of gore, let's talk about uh, this first blood match between Fuzz Pigman and Fritz Von Stone. And I, I don't want to take anything away from Sabu's match. It was a hell of a match. But uh, I'd be inclined to call this the main event. This was an absolute pounding. Two veterans, uh, one a little more than the other, but definitely guys who have seen a lot of action in the ring here, just to smashing each other for what clocked in. It was over 11 minutes long. Uh, for, for a first blood match, that's twice as long as a typical first blood match. But uh, <laughs> what a battle that was. These two men gave it everything they had. And, and uh, you know, there had to be a loser, and, and you know, it was what it was. But I'll tell you what, I watched this match, and it was it was just back and forth and back. And forth. But the one thing we talk about in these first blood matches, and, and you're gonna, you know, you, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead to your kind of your next top top uh, talking point. Pardon me. Let's face it, Fritz von Stone, a rock and roll. You can hit a hundred of them; it's not gonna bust a guy open. Right. You know, Fuzz Pigman, the battering ram, the evidence plant, not gonna bust a guy open. Unless maybe he just drops a guy on his face, might break his nose. I don't know. But this was a tremendous, tremendous match. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat watching this, and he went back and forth. And I, I, I'll tell you, my hat's off to both of these men. It was it was a brutal battle. And I'll tell you what, I think they were both kind of a – it took its toll on both of them, uh, especially uh, to, to, to be in a, one of the longer matches we've seen in, in this style of a match. Yeah, I mean, you bring up the point that the, neither of their skill sets is very head-centric. Uh, it, it may have contributed to the length of the match, but another part of this, I got to think, uh, these two rivals, you got CSE, uh, you got the West Coast Alliance, one wrestler each going at each other, and another part of the, why this match was so long is just a simple desire to hurt each other. <laughs> and with the first blood match, you don't have to worry about a pin, you don't have to worry about a submission, you just go in there and pound the hell out of each other. And these, uh, these two wrestlers are probably uh, as much rivals as any two I could pick in the HWA. As far as the, the, the stables or the two men themselves? Just the two men themselves. Well, the t- two men themselves, but the, the stables in general as well. Because, I mean, you go, you've got guys like Nico Winoki who aren't particularly, uh, don't have a rivalry with anybody like that. But Fuzz Pegman, he, he gets under everybody's skin, especially uh, someone like uh, Fritz von Stone, who's been here forever. Fuzz comes in, a brand new, has these microwave matches, shows up everybody else. And uh, so there's got to be some a little, a little bit of uh, hatred burning uh, underneath that, uh, that uh, outfit of his, that, that flak jacket. Uh, and Fritz von Stone, of course, that just gives it right back. You know, these, we talk about, let's face it, this is the first match after the, uh, uh, or is it the, I don't know, what, I'm getting off my track here, but Chad Singer Enterprises and the West Coast Alliance, they have no love for each other. And, and especially the two men that manage. Uh, you know, the, with this whole liberal liar, uh, liberal liar, <laughs> <laughs> liberal lawyer. That's a Freudian slip that uh, yeah. comes out to be true. This whole liberal lawyer thing that's behind us now. Let's not forget uh, one, of, one of Fuzz's last matches before this uh, was was a loss where the liberal lawyer came out and just kind of played mind games with him. Mm-hmm. And if you draw the line to uh, the liberal lawyer is Aaron Varhula and thus Aaron Varhula cost Fudd Pigman the match. I think there was a little bit of payback that was going to be uh, dished out in this match. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons this match uh, went as far as it, it, the desire to hurt each other. I think Fuzz went in there. He wanted to hurt Fritz von Stone. And I think he was looking to put him out of wrestling for a while. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if, if uh, either of these men are going to be on the card for the pay-per-view, but I, I think uh, Fuzz was trying to make it so that even if he was, Fritz wasn't going to be able to show up. And uh, there is an intense dislike uh, between both of these, uh, the, the managers and, and a lot of the wrestlers in their stable. And, you know, w- let's look at it. You have Fritz von Stone on one side, Sabu on the other. There's two of the uh, charter members uh, of the HWA, so the rivalry goes back 20 plus years, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's just getting it, as each day passes with, and especially during that liberal lawyer fiasco, I mean. The animosity just grew with each each day and each match. Well, I know that uh, Fuzz Pigman is going to be uh, at the probably at the top of the the charts here. In fact, let me uh, look at looking ahead here. Uh, yeah, well, let me just go ahead and jump into this. Fuzz had the, the two double axe handles, uh, one coming from the top turn buckle down to Fritz. Uh, then Fritz was down on the floor and came way up from the ceiling, comes crashing down. That was just spectacular for my money. But uh, take, taking a look at Fuzz. Uh, he's, he seemed to be very hit or miss. He's coming off of two losses. And then uh, here you got him once again, heading in the right direction. And if I'm, if I'm correct in this, he is got going to be in line for the world championship. Katungi is actually holding that right now. So he's not going to face Katungi according to the, the standard HWA rules, but uh, he, he's right in line there. So he's not going to be in the pay-per-view, but we will, we're definitely going to see him soon. Fritz von Stone, on the other hand, I think if I'm, if I'm correct, he's going up against Sabu for the television title. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely some, uh, there's more to be seen of, of this saga, definitely. Well, I know that we, uh, when we get into the next match, you have the, uh, the, the talking point where we'll talk about uh, more about Sabu and Fritz. But like you said, Fuzz, he was coming off two lackluster uh, 
performances. And we have talked about this. I mean, I have, I have, I have brought this up time and time again. And, and you know, I, I will be honest with you. Chaz pulled me aside one time after a show. He said, "Will you just give it a rest? It's not a big deal. Quit talking about it." But I can't quit talking about it because <laughs> let's not forget Fuzz's injury. Yes. You know, he he was off for what I think he was. Well, he missed a month. He was at the performance center. He came back. He had that his first match back. He had that win against Del Loco, and then after that, he kind of looked shaky. And, and I was saying, you know, it, is in the back of his mind, is he worried about re-injuring that orbital bone? Is just something just not right with him? He hasn't. He has not been the same Fuzz Pigman that we that we 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 came to know. And uh, I think this definitely this match right here definitely gives him a little bit of confidence. Uh, especially you beat a man like Fritz von Stone, who was one of the stalwarts of the HWA, a former uh, world heavyweight champion who held on that title for a while. So I think the future looks bright for Fuzz, but he needs to continue this momentum. And I, and I think the fact that he's not, he's not going to be wrestling at that pay-per-view. I think that's going to eat, eat it, eat it, ugh, eat away at him. If you will. And, what are you? I'm sorry. I'm staggering on my roads. My words here for Christ's sake. <laughs> Need another drink. Like, yeah, well, I got one here. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, the, the mules are getting hard to come by because, quite frankly, I can't keep any goddamn vodka in this house with Gene around for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that would be literally, difficult. I am, I, I am, I, I, Gene doesn't really listen to the podcast, so I can tell you this. I got some guys. Gene's going into town tomorrow, and it's a pretty good drive. He's going to be gone for at least three hours. I got the truck fixed, by the way. Oh, that's good. And I told him, you hit another goddamn cow. I said, you're going to be, you're gonna, I'm going to get you a 1992 Geo Metro to drive. That's what you're going to be driving. <laughs> oh, the cow would go right through that. <laughs> but he's going to be, he's going to be gone. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm having some guys They're uh, They're going to put a wall safe in for me behind my, 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 my uh, family portrait that I have here of, of my great, uh, my, my grandparents. And I'm going to hide the vodka in that son of a bitch. And it's going to be uh, fingerprint access so he can't even get in the son of a bitch so that's where i'm gonna walk up and then i can have mules every time i want but anyway yeah, well I, I hope you hope it's uh, smell proof too because he's like a blood hunt when it comes to the alcohol well yeah he is well just i'll just leave the olive juice somewhere else he'll never find it <laughs> uh, yeah that's, uh, it, it, it does you know it, it does look promising for fuzz and, and i think the fact that he's not going to be at this pay-per-view i think that's going to give him some. you know he feels slighted i can tell you that much because uh, you know, you always want that spot at the pay per view. It's 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 our big shows, and I know we only do about three of them a year. Uh, every once in a while, we have a special edition one. But I think this is just gonna gonna feed him and feed that desire. I think you're gonna see a, a more focused and a more uh, committed fuzz for the next season. This I would imagine did take some of the apprehension away because I mean, you talk about that. It's it's still. I mean, it's it's never gonna be totally healed. A bone never totally heals. There's always a scar tissue. And going through a match like this, eleven minutes long, and winning it, that has to take some of that apprehension away. Has to give him some confidence. Has to let him cut loose a little bit more. And I think we're definitely gonna see that coming the next season. So with that. Let's go ahead and talk about this one here. This, uh, <laughs> well, Gluteus Maximus, I, I don't want to take anything away from him. We, we mentioned the propensity for the Admiral's fleet to load up on titles before pay-per-view. This time around, it was a good try. It was a nice effort, but Gluteus just came up significantly short of the prize. Largely due, and this, this confuses me. I, I hope you can uh, provide some sort of guidance here, but I believe his strategy, his go-to move seemed to be the C-section. Now, he grabs hold of those lateral abs and it's just like a death grip there. Uh, Sabu, the flailing in pain, hits the canvas, his shoulders go down, and Jimmy starts to count one, two, and then Maximus leads, lets him up. I, I can see, the way I see it, it's just stupidity uh, for my part, but that might be short-sighted. Is there, is there more to it for a wrestler like Gluteus that a submission is so much more important for a pin, even in a title situation like this? Christ, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> You're wrestling for a goddamn title. You have the man down. One, two, three. I was shocked. I spit my drink out, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I, I looked at Gene. I said, well, Gene was passed out. But I looked, I said, what's in that? What? Oh, never mind. Oh, I thought, what the hell is he doing? You know, uh, it, it's, I, I, I have no idea what's going on inside that pea-sized head of his or that brain. I, and I'm sure the Admiral, well, the Admiral was probably just too busy looking for chicken wings or something. I don't know what he was worried about. but <laughs> Looking for uh, another I, shirt, hopefully. Well. The vomit shirt. Can we get him a new shirt for the pay-per-view? If I got to look at that thing, it's caused me vertigo. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're investing one for Christmas. Eh? That's going to be one oh, of his Christmas presents Jesus. for next year. But anyway, maybe I, I'll give him a nice flannel from Montana. We'll, we'll give him a nice checker pattern. That'll be it, you know? There you go. I never remember. But it yeah, is, uh, you know, I, I really don't know what he was thinking. I, and it's not like, you know, Glutey is Maximus has had a lot of success that, that he can be, you know, I don't, I, I was, I was flabbergasted. I just, I could not believe what I saw. So I, you're asking me what was his motive. I have no idea. I really don't. <laughs> I, I just, I, I shook my head and 
and and I whatever. Maybe I'm maybe still, it is just stupidity. Maybe it's uh, just I don't know what. Yeah, the maybe he's just not very bright. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I have no that, idea. That damn brush hat that he has. Was he gonna, well, with a for- name like with a name like Gluteus Maximus, if you're not smart enough to change it, then obviously you're not a very <laughs> smart guy to begin with. So I don't know. Yeah, they had to call him uh, Cranium Gluteus Cranius or something, or Cranium, whatever. Something I don't know. I guess he got an ass for a head, but uh, well, you know, I'd be calling I'd be calling biggest penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we got a guy like that. We'll get into him later when we get to the next matches. But. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> lots of penises to talk about here. Uh, but uh, in the end of the match, you had the Sabu. He, uh, Sabu he pulled a single Empire driver and gets the pin. Now it was almost as, as if Gluteus hadn't been conditioned to handle that kind of punishment. We've seen several wrestlers; uh, they've taken multiple shots from Sabu. They have a not so much the driver uh, as the Liberty Bomb. But in your p- opinion, was it the move uh, or the conditioning that played a bigger role uh, in this win for Sabu? You know, we haven't, like you said, we haven't seen an empire, but that is a, that is a very powerful move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, some guys take a power bomb a little bit better than others, but that empire driver is just, it, it, it's, it's a scary move when he, when he hits it right, especially with all that weight coming down right on the head. And, and, and I don't know if it was, uh, it was conditioning or he, I, th- I think just maybe he was so stunned. I, I think it might've just, you know, for temporarily for those three seconds, he was stunned and just couldn't move. You know, I think like we talked about this earlier, uh, you know, Chaz was going to will Sabu to win. Sabu was going to do everything he could do to win. He wanted to defend that title to pay-per-view because we've talked, you know, anytime you talk about Sabu the last few months, there's always been retirement talk. We don't know for sure and where it comes from. And please, Sabu, don't get like Pedro. I don't want to get on your shit list. I'm not saying you're (laughs) old and need to retire. I'm just saying that we've heard from people. The general public. You know, (laughs) right. Well, no, from some insiders inside the locker room that maybe there have been some discussions about this, but. And I'm not saying that he should retire. I think he still has a lot to give, but it's in the end, it's his his decision. But yeah, I mean, it, it that Empire driver, he he pulled it out, and and I, like I said, I, and you got to remember, I mean, Sabu is a big man. Gluteus Maximus also a big man. The, the inertia, the combined you know force of of that landing, he may have just been temporarily stunned but whatever it was it was an impressive victory in my eyes for Sabu. that's a lot of mass times velocity that's a, equals huge force coming down right on that uh on top of your head basically but uh sabu he's on a roll what can you say i gotta ask you though he seems to love that belt even if it is lower tier uh but he's got a win he's got two successful defenses his third defense will be at well his hometown I, I qualify that because he's he's from somewhere we don't even know. But uh, when it came to the t- came to the country, he, he stayed in New York City for a while uh, to get his bearings, and uh, he's facing a longtime rival, as I mentioned before, uh, the fo- uh, kind of a founding member in the form of Fritz von Stone. And will he bring it back? Is it to CSE for a third time in the row? Will we see Sabu taking that belt right back and holding on to it through the, the into the next season? Was Sabu? You know, New York, New York City is his adopted hometown. That's the name of the Empire Driver, right? for the, the Empire State Building, the Empire, whatever you want to call it. But, and to say that that belt's lower tier, well, you know, maybe in the pecking order, it's considered lower tier. But anytime you're a champion wearing a gold strap, it means a lot. It doesn't matter which title it is. Exactly. I mean, you're telling me if I told you, hey, hey, Keys, you got a chance of not wearing a belt or you're going to wear the, the, well, if you were a woman, the woman's national title or the, is it any, does it any less meaningful to you? No, it's not. You want to have that. T- everybody wants to have a title. I'd rather be holding it, the. I'd rather be wearing the the holder of the uh, national title. But well, uh, <laughs> okay, let's had to go there okay. at least once. <laughs> but, I told you, I, I told you before. Enough eating those misty fur burgers. You're getting too fat. <laughs> Just but anyway, hold the mayonnaise. Yeah, I, oh, <laughs> hold the ketchup too. Oh God, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. <laughs> we didn't say there was cheese on the taco for Christ's sake. Just oh, leave that God. one alone. God Almighty. <laughs> but anyway, you know this is gonna be this is gonna be a match. Both of these men are very uh, you know Sabu and the comp or uh, I'm sorry, first of all, Stone, a very accomplished wrestler, uh, and, he, and he's a very powerful man. On top of that, I don't think people. I don't think he gets enough uh, uh, credit for how strong he is, and he's got that rock and roll, and, and he can just slap it on you any time. And, and it's like when you see him wrestle. It's like multiple times. It's not just one. There's like three or four, for God's sake. You know, mm-hmm. it just seems like he can just put it on you at any moment or any moment, for God's sake. Is Sabu going to be able to successfully defend this title? You'd like to think so. Uh, I think it's, and, but again, we're going to have Chaz in one corner, Aaron Varhul in the other corner. And we all know how these two men just, you know, I'm surprised these two haven't come to fisticuffs themselves outside the ring. Right. I, I'm surprised that I, if it, I'll tell you what, to be quite honest with you, if I was Chaz, the first thing I would do when that bell rang was I would pull a chair out from under, under the mat and I'd clock Aaron with it and make him a non-factor. <laughs> they might try that one at one of these times. <laughs> I'd say, here you go, sunshine. Bang. You're done. 
They give a chance if they, if they teamed up, have uh, have Sabu and Chaz versus uh, uh, Fritz von Stone and Aaron on just a, uh, a tornado tag match. Maybe they'll <laughs> talk to but, I mean, that's, uh, if, Like I said, that's what I do. I'd, I'd say, well, you know what? You want to throw me from you. And, and let's not forget, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago when, when, when Chaz was kicked out from ringside in a, in a questionable decision. And that, that certainly did not endear uh, Jimmy Fong to Chaz at all. Uh, all I know is I, I've met Mr. Moose and Mr. Rocco. I don't want those guys coming around me, for God's sake. Oh, dear God. But uh, I'm getting off uh, off the picture here. Uh, is Sabu going to be able to defend this title? You'd like to think so. I think he's got all the motivation in the world, but it's going to be a very difficult match. And I'll say my prediction for the uh, the uh, the pre-pay-per-view podcast when we're reviewing these uh, these matches. That'll be a big one. You're going to want to be there the uh, the Monday, well, Monday, Tuesday, somewhere in there, the week, the week before Halloween, Hullabaloo, we are going to have a full recap. Please don't miss that. Uh, if you're not subscribed yet, uh, go to the anchor.fm slash HWA rules. Uh, look for the little RSS logo. You can put it in any pod feeder and it'll, it'll keep you right up to date. Uh, so with that, it's going to be a, a hell of an event, but we got to talk about next week. First, we got, we still got some titles to lock in here. We still got some three strikes to going on and starting that off is going to be bones McIntyre versus Bufu the clown. I got to say, I have not been impressed with Bufu lately, but desperation at some point has got to start setting in. He, know that he, he feels the HWA is, is home to him more than most wrestlers do. Bones McIntyre, it's hard to get a beat on him. He's just a totally emotionless. You never see him with that mask off. Uh, so it, it's, Probably going to be a driving force for Bufu. I it, I think it'll be close, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give Bufu the edge on this one. Well, I've seen I've seen Bones without the mask on. Trust me, you're not missing anything. <laughs> He's better off with it on. You know, I just I can't pick Bufu. I just can't do it. Mm. That, that that new outfit makes me sick. <laughs> it does. until he goes back to the old Bufu, I'm not picking him. Yeah. He, he like I said. I mean, I don't know. The, the Penguins won back-to-back Stanley Cups. They changed their they changed their their uniforms and didn't win shit for ten years. You know, That's so right. forget it. The fucking you know? flying penguin logo that they went with, uh, uh, whatever the hell that ugly thing was. But yeah, I bring back the old Boofu. I'll root for him. Uh, he, as long as he keeps dressing up like some half-ass referee juggaloo goofball, <laughs> I'm not picking him. He's snake bit. I'm saying I'm picking bones. All right. So yeah, bones, bones, the quality wrestler. So, uh, we'll have to see what happens at odds there going into the next one. Of course is going to be, oh, this is going to be a matchup here. Bandit versus corporal punishment. Uh, not so much a rival as you would have with the West coast Alliance, but bandit, we know how, uh, the entire CSA organization and yourself just despises this guy, uh, corporal punishment. He, he's not a showboat and he sees this, uh, this porn stash gyrating, whatever you want to call him coming down. He's just going to want to beat the piss out of him. I got, I got corporal on this all the way. Is there any doubt who I'm picking? Well, <laughs> I'm rooting for him. Right. I, you know, and again, you know, I know I get in trouble. I mean, the rubber duck kind of yells at me for some stuff, but we all know how I feel about the, 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 the oh, that guy just tries. You know, <laughs> he's number two behind the rubber duck. Right. He's number two, followed closely by Admiral Deuce Albino at three, but the <laughs> bandit is number two. And th- this, this jerk off, I just, oh, he just, oh, I don't know. I'm, I hope to hell that the, I really don't want to see the corporal. I mean, could you, if the corporal loses this match, I would not want to be the guy that has to wrestle him next week. <laughs> you know, the fo- it would just be so pissed off. He's going to kill somebody, but anybody, to, anybody to follow the referee, the, the hot dog vendor, he's just going to be like a, tor- a torrent of activity he, out there. He might even beat the shit out of some fans for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know, but let's not, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the bandit. You know, he he's, he's high impact. This is going to be a high impact match. Both of these men there, there's no, no scientific anything here. This is just brawling and brutality. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when the back's against the wall, I think the corporal's going to uh, dig into that foxhole, and I think he's going to pull out a victory. Yep, I think I have to agree on that one. I think we got a, a unanimous decision there. After that, we have the tag championship. We're going to see uh, another shot with FU Incorporated here. Uh, Nico Inoki, who, uh, well, he was just in a match. Uh, the, the, did he, he lost that match? Yeah, Nico Inoki did lose against the, the Goldfather. So he's he's hungry for a win here. He's got some, um, some gold to talk about here. Katungi, of course, already has some gold. And, uh, well, see this match, if, if they win, they will not be able to, uh, let me put it this way. Katungi's not going to give up his belt, but that's not to say he wouldn't want to take the belt away from, from Joe. And there's a whole lot of, it's kind of convoluted here, but, uh, if, if they win the titles, they're, they're not going to keep them. 
there's no way that uh, Nico can expect Katungi to dump the world championship just for a tag team built with him. So, but that doesn't mean that's it's not going to win. So, I would say I think I want to go with the Trailer Park Posse just because uh, going with that theory that they they are a tag team uh, born and bred, and Fu Incorporated still f- trying to find their way. But I would not be surprised if. FU Incorporated won just despite the Bunkhouse Productions and, of course, Hollywood Joe. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. And several, several, several points I would like to raise. As you, as you stated, why in the hell the booking committee would put the world heavyweight champion in a match for the tag team title? Because he can't hold two titles. Right. So, this, first of all, this match is pointless to me. Secondly, if for some strange reason the trailer park posse were to lose this match, mm-hmm. what happens with the tag titles? If if you incorporated if 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 Katungi is going to choose the world title over the tag team titles, you can't just give the titles back to the posse because they lost them. Right? Uh, would there be? If, I mean, would they just would they not be defended at the pay per view? No, they would vacate the title. From what I understand, they would vacate the title and the next two in line for it, which I think is actually uh, also part of Joe's uh, team, would go up against whatever whoever the second. It's like a, the. Uh, the first, call them the first and second. We'll call it Trailer Park Parsi number one. The top two, the top two contenders. The top two contenders below Fu and below uh, Trailer Park Posse. They would go at. They would go at it at the pay per view. Now, on the other hand, if Fu Incorporated were to win these titles, mm-hmm. if I'm Chad Segner, do I go to Pedro and say, you know what, you let that goofy bastard Aaron do some kind of crazy freebird rule? Hmm. Can I? Can Katungi give the world championship to another member of CSE to defend at the pay per view? Right, that would be the uh, their other. T- of course, the medics would be. Uh, no, I'm talking about the world title. Oh, the world title. Oh, okay. Huh. If, if Chaz says, you know what, Katungi and Nico are the tag team champions, but guess what? That title, that the Freebird rule. Guess what? We're keeping it in the stable. Fuzz, guess who's going to defend the? Guess who's going to defend the world championship at the pay per view? Fuzz Pigman has been passed over several times uh, by people below him because Katungi was the holder of the belt, so he would be second. I mean, he he was already there. So if that were the case, as long as Chaz could argue his case with, with Pedro and try to get him to see that, that would definitely be uh, an interesting proposition. That could, that could be a whole new... Uh, be a, I mean, a I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I don't know if they're going to win this match or not, but it, it opens up a can of worms if they do. Right. Hmm. Because you're either going to have the, the, the tag titles vacated and being, being decided at the pay-per-view, there will be no, no defending champion. Or, as I said, if they do win, Chaz might decide, you know what? Or could he invoke a free bird rule where he says, Katungi is going to defend the world title. Nico's partner for the title defense is going to be so and so. Right. Next week's I mean, show. <laughs> next week's show is going to be interesting. That'll be the the people are going to be on their seats for that one. You think this is a nothing match? Uh, you know, the, the winner goes and defends at uh, Hella Blue. But there's, there's so many implications here that it's just going to be interesting to see this develop and exactly what. Well, happens. it definitely has, it has major title implications, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what's going to happen. Uh, of course, if the tra- if the trailer park posse wins, it's all academic. Right. I mean, they'll 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 be defending the titles, and and, and quite frankly, I, I kind of think uh, I'm I'm on your line of thinking that you know they, they are the established team. They've been they've been a tag team for a while. May have the advantage, but again, if you incorporated, you've got Katungi, and he's a one man wrecking crew himself. And, and Nico may be smarting from his loss in that in that tournament. So let me play devil's advocate here for a minute. Sure. Let, let, let's just look down the line. Let's let's just say for a minute, FU Incorporated wins these tag team titles, mm-hmm. and let's say for the sake of argument, Chaz presents his Freebird case to, to to Pedro X. What would happen in the coming weeks if Nico is a tag team champion and he's the loser of the Street Sox tournament and gets fired? Ooh, that's right. He is. Uh, yeah, he is on the on the cusp there. Huh. Jesus so what would happen? <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of crazy shit that could happen. I, I think the board of directors is going to have a busy couple of weeks coming up here. It's, we think about the bye week and don't think much of it, but uh, yeah, this three strikes tournament's really throwing throwing a, a monkey wrench into the works. But again, it's all academic if the trailer park posse wins, which is what I think is going to happen. Quite it, frankly, yeah, I don't in, in simplest terms, I don't think we're going to have any problems with this because, <coughs> as I said, they've got the continuity, they've got the history as a tag team. I think if you incorporate it as they move forward, will be a formidable tag team. I think right now they're still trying to, to feel their way and get and get a feel for each other uh, as a team. Uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining match, but I think Trailer Park Posse comes out on top. Yeah, in simplest terms, let's say Trailer Park Posse wins, Fu at least gets a chance to beat up, beat up a couple of meth heads, and that's exactly. it's fun for them. So, wow, <laughs> we were talking about that a lot. Holy shit! Okay, going on to the ne- the next match. Yes, there is a fourth and fifth match here. Uh, Hell you know, in a Cell. When, we're gonna- <laughs> when, when I saw this upcoming, what you're about to announce here, <laughs> I, I couldn't think that 
When you went to the gimp and said, you're going to get big dick gazinia. He was probably overjoyed. Big smile on his face. He probably thought it was something else. <laughs> it's like, oh, you got me a dog. You got me a free pass to that club. Really? Cool. Jesus. Oh, I just, I gave me a good chuckle when I saw this. I just <laughs> could imagine the gimp's reaction. Jeez. But yes, we are talking about the gimp and we are talking about our newest wrestler, Big Dick Gazinia. <laughs> in a hell in a cell match, nonetheless. Uh, Big Dick, I've seen him do some wrestling here. I haven't seen him do a whole lot. I know the gimp is hungry for an- another win. Uh, <laughs> you got a guy like this who's a Chippendale. Uh, that, that's got to stir up his juices. I think that Gimp uh, will be able to handle this new guy. The, the new guys always take a little time to warm up, even if they get lucky their first time out. But uh, yeah, the Gimp, I, I think in the cell especially, because he's used to being in cages. So he has a lot of fun there. But yeah, I'm picking the Gimp on that one. Well, it's going to be an interesting match either way. Uh, you know, we don't know much about about uh, Big Dick. Uh, Mr. Gazinia. <laughs> we don't know. And, uh, we don't know Dick. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What we do know is that uh, uh, poor obscene Jean's friend Miss Ellie had to suffer the ignominy of being. Uh, oh God! Yes. Oh, well, whatever the hell she was overcome by him. Or, well, overcome. Sorry, word, but whatever. <laughs> oh shit! She she had a little bit of a problem with her breathing and then and, and heart palpitations and then and she whatever. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting match. I, I, I'm inclined to go uh, uh, the same uh, line of thought as you and, and the gimp with the experience and. But again, he's a. This guy's a big man. What is he like? Six ten. I don't know how much he weighs. Yeah, he is. He's uh, a big guy. He's not not necessarily hefty, but he is muscular. He has a very tall frame. Uh, he can he can put some pound into you. And, and <laughs> the, the, helmet, the helmet, yeah, yeah. He likes to big dick like to pound you. I know that, but you know, he, <laughs> the gimp, the hell in the cell match. The gimp's been there before. He knows what this match is all about. So I'm going to go with him. It's just. Again, let's move on. Get away from this. Um, all these <laughs> jokes are just getting to be too much. Well, if they happen to bust out of the cage and they go up top, maybe he's going to put his dick through a table. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. All right. Going from, well, sick to almost sicker here. The Inner Horseman title. We got to talk about the rubber duck. He has been, uh, he has had a stranglehold on this belt. Now he's going up against Bob Zombie, who I don't think he's faced a whole lot. Uh, we mentioned a little bit uh, on the previous show that uh, the smell factor won't, won't be so much uh, in play here. But the rubber duck, <laughs> Bob Zombie, Bob Zombie's still new. He's, he's still got that that a little bit wet behind the ears, and that's it's usually just rotting flesh, I think. But uh, the rubber duck, <laughs> the rubber duck is just so goddamn good that I I, I don't want to pick him. I don't. So I'm just gonna say I won't <laughs> pick him. <laughs> no, I, I do. I really do. I I, th- I think he's going to just hold on to that belt. He, he loves the belt. He wants to hang on to it for the pay-per-view. Is there any doubt who I'm picking in this match? <laughs> Probably not. I think there might be more wishing than picking, I think. After, you know, Bob, I, how does Bob Zombie get all these title matches? I mean, he just wrestled Sabu for the TV title not long ago, and now he's in, in the Inner Horseman title pictures. Obviously, the board of directors have seen something in this man. Uh, that they feel he's he's worthy of championship matches, and to be quite frankly, I, I I kind of agree with him. He's a very he is just a tough individual. He can take so much punishment, but he can dish it out as well. Right, and uh, he's an, he's one of the men that actually uh, sizes up well with the rubber duck because uh, I you know as as much as that as much as he just disgusts me with the <laughs> uh, the ball gag and the hair and the rubber shit and oh my god and the, the, the flippers <laughs> that's the worst thing is if he were if he were like like little yellow rain boots that'd be better than these goddamn <laughs> flippers for Christ's sake. I just, how, does, uh, how does a man wrestle on flippers? I just don't know. Just, they're a weapon I mean, for it, him. He's learned to use, he's learned to walk in them. Great. But he's just learned to use them too. Every time he, uh, with a big kick, that flipper flap just goes slap, knocks a sense out. Know, of him. It's like getting paintbrushed, you know, but <laughs> it, it, as much as, as much as I can't stand the man, he, he is a, a formidable opponent and he has just been running roughshod over the HWA. Uh, but I think the luck is about to wear out for the duck, so to speak. And a little little rhyme for you, a little poetry. The duck's luck is about to run out. I know the duck I mean, has been distracted by you because uh, you, you've had the uh, for for months now. You've been all over his case, and I, I think he's starting to steam. He's, we're going to steam duck. Yeah. Steam duck. Yeah, they serve that at the Mr. Fugu's restaurant. I think. Yeah, I, I'd like to have the like in the Christmas story, you know, where they bring the duck out. <laughs> it's smiling at me. Why well, just cut that head off? <laughs> not that I want to decapitate the rubber duck. Don't get anything right on. We'll start that. You know, not, not unless we're started. eating him. And that uh, well, Bob Zombie. Oh no, 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 no! Oh, not necessarily that eating. He just ju- ju- jaw on his handle for a while. You, you are not going to see me eating the duck for God's sake. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> 
But I'll tell you what he is. Oh, he's just a sick son of a bitch. He's he's just a goofy bastard. That's Bob Zombie. Yep. Let's bring it home. That's all right. So there's your picks for the for the upcoming week. And with that, we are ooh, we're we're kind of dragged it on here tonight. Uh, we're over an hour, and uh, we're going to be cutting away. And uh, be sure to be with us on Friday, I believe, uh, unless uh, something goes wrong. Well, you know that, that that's my fault. I got off course a little on a couple uh, no, of tangents it, during this, but you know it, it was it, definitely it just, good to talk about because that like like I say that third match is going to be so much to to see in that one, so much to look forward to. Not not for the board of directors, they're going to have a lot of decision making to do. So. Get make them earn their paycheck, but with that, we're going to be signing away here. And uh, uh, like I say, the uh, anchor.fm/slash HWA rules and HWA rules.com for our show. We want to see you every Friday night. If you're not there, you're gonna piss me off. You don't want to do that, and you, you don't want to piss off a uh, CR either because they'll get drunk and beat your ass. <laughs> I'll send Gene to stay at your place, is what I'll do. That's right. <laughs> so, with that, any closing words, CR? No, it was a hell of a show. And like I said, I'm sorry, I know I got off on a couple tangents and uh. And was trying to kind of stir the pot a little bit. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, those scenarios will all be a moot point if the trailer posse wins. But if they if they don't, it's going to open up a, a big can of worms here in the HWA. Yeah, HWA is definitely heating up. And uh, we look forward to, to having you here on the show. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.